In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the Coptic month of Baona, and in this reading today that we read in the scripture, um, we hear about Christ healing a demon-possessed man who was both blind and mute. And uh, we read this in Matthew chapter 12, where it says, Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him, so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. Someone who is blind obviously cannot see, and someone who is mute cannot speak, but the Lord was able to heal both of these ailments. And we can look at this from a spiritual perspective and, and look at it and understand what is kind of a spiritual blindness and a spiritual muteness, and what are some of the characteristics of these diseases. So first we're going to speak about four points regarding spiritual blindness, and then four points regarding uh, being spiritually mute. Someone who is spiritually blind, first of all, is unable to see the power of God in the world. The more that we learn about science, the more we learn about the world around us, the physical world, um, sometimes for people it makes them to not see past the physical world, to see that there is a spiritual reality and a spiritual world that also exists in addition to just this physical world. The more that we discover things about the world and about science and about um, things at a macroscopic level and at a microscopic level, the more we find wonders and all kinds of amazing things that are always kind of pointing to there being some kind of a design, there being some, some kind of very complex uh, thinking that went into all of the creation, that how is it that all these things could just happen randomly. In uh, Psalm 19 it says, The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. So is it that when we look at all the creation around us, simply because we can understand the rules that govern the world and that govern physics and science, that we forget that there is a God who created it all and he made it to be ordered in such a way? The world is more and more moving away from God because they are, their understanding is telling them that they can understand the world and they can see the things and, and, and understand it and know it, but God is the one who created it. So one element of spiritual blindness is even though we see around us all the evidence that there is for the existence of God and nature in the world, and yet because we are spiritually blind, this does not make us to see God who is behind it, God who created it. A second form of spiritual blindness is that we are unable to see the love of God. Maybe people who believe that God exists and they will declare their faith that God is existing, but they see him more as a foreign power, someone who is up far away in heaven, someone who is more disinterested in their own life or doesn't really respond or hear their own personal prayers, doesn't really necessarily care with what it is that they themselves are doing, but more as on a, on a global cosmic scale, yes, we believe in God and God is there, but what is he actually doing for me? Uh, maybe the question or the answer is he's not doing very much. Um, there is little hope, there is little purpose, there's little um, desire to please this God because he is far, far away. And yet when we read in Isaiah chapter 43, there's this very beautiful verse. It says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. This is the words of God as he relates to humanity, as he talks to us as his, his beloved. Who, who is he to us? That he says, what well, I am there with you personally. I will help you to pass through the waters. I will let you to not allow you to be burned by the fire. And all these things that God is declaring to us so that we would know that he is not just a God who is distant and far away, but he is actually a God who is very present and close. So someone who is spiritually blind also is unable to see and feel the love of God. That even though maybe I know that God exists, 
but where do I see him in my life? When I look at you know, painful or difficult circumstances that happen to me in my life, I cannot connect that to God. I cannot take that and say, yes, but God is behind this, that God is, is helping me and transforming me and changing me and serving me through these experiences. Instead, all I see is what is happening and the things that I want to escape from. So a spiritually blind person is unable to see the love of God. Also, a spiritually blind person is unable to see or know themselves. Because of our blindness, we don't even look to ourselves and we don't really know who we are. We are very distracted by the world. We're very distracted by the things that we have as goals for ourselves, our lives in the world. We're very distracted by media. We're very distracted by culture. We're very distracted by the, the news of the day and the happenings of the time. But when it comes to me and myself, of sitting with myself, of knowing myself, of meditating on my thoughts, of understanding who I am, what are my motivations, intentions, what is it that I do, and why do I do it, and how does that relate to my relationship with God, sometimes we would find ourselves to be spiritually blind in this regard. We have no self-knowledge. When, when, when we ask the question, what is it that I should confess, and I really can't find any answer to that question, maybe it means that there's something in me that I, I just don't know. I don't know myself or who I am. In Galatians 6, verse 3, it says, For if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. How often sometimes do we think ourselves to be something? We think ourselves to be uh, successful, righteous, good, you know, in, in whatever way, but maybe we haven't really examined or seen really what is inside that would prompt us to repent and to change. Christ, when he heals us of this spiritual blindness, he makes us to be able to know ourselves, to admit our sin, to be able to change and to move closer to him. The fourth type of spiritual blindness is that when we're unable to see what is damaging our community or our society as a whole. We, we speak about as a society that we're advocating for love and tolerance and kindness and all of these moral and virtuous things. And yet, despite these being our virtues, despite these being the things that we claim to care about, yet we find hatred in society all the time. We find, we find a hatred between different kinds of groups and all kinds of different people all the time. We find impatience. We find immorality. We find all kinds of manner of sin even in the midst of a society that is saying that it is tolerant and it is showing love and that love is a principal foundation of the world. Because we have left the foundation of Christian principles on which our society is built, so all that is left is the carnality and the fleshly nature of each individual person being amplified and being uh, reflected in the entire society. Um, it, unless I start with myself, and again, I going back to the previous point of knowing myself and, and seeking to change myself, then society will not change, and society will not change for the better. Creating laws and rules and policies and these kinds of things do not change the human being. They might try to force people to act in a certain way, but they don't actually change the society. They don't actually change who we are as, as people. It is only through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit that each individual can be changed and then this change will be reflected on all of society. Galatians chapter 5, St. Paul speaks about these kind of um, the immoralities that, that rise up from humanity, from each of us. He says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Maybe our society is filled with these things, 
And how often do we, do we advocate in our society that we need to work and change these things and then everything else will improve, everything else will get better. It is a spiritual blindness that, that we do not see what is the real source and root of our problems, whether as individuals or whether as society as a whole. And again, when Christ comes to heal this spiritual blindness, he makes us to see the real problems so that we can find real solutions. So those are the four points about the spiritual blindness. The next part is speaking about the spiritual muteness. And how does this relate to the spiritual blindness? Because I'm spiritually blind, and I don't know myself, and I don't know God, and I don't understand my place, then it makes me unable to speak. It makes me unable to work in the world, to do what is good and what is righteous. Because I do not see the truth, I'm unable to proclaim it. Because I do not see the truth, I'm un unable to live it. And in this sense, it is like being spiritually mute. What are some ways that we can be spiritually mute? One is we are unable to glorify God. Because again, if I'm spiritually blind and I don't know myself, I don't know God, I don't know how God works in the world around me, I don't know my purpose, then I'm unable to glorify God because I do not feel I have a need to glorify Him or that God should be glorified or that God even exists at all. I am too distracted with the things in this life to worry about the glorification of an invisible God that I do not know. So if I feel that God does nothing for me and that God is not present, then I have no desire to sacrifice. I have no desire to give up anything for him because in my mind, he is either he doesn't exist or he's just a God of rules. He's not a God to be praised. He's not a God that I desire to, to love as I am loved by him. But when the Lord heals this muteness, he gives us a heart of praise like he did with King David. In Psalm 145, it says, every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Someone who, <clears throat> who truly has a vision of God before them at all times. Someone who lives their day from the, the moment that they wake up until they go to sleep with God before their eyes, they will be able to do this saying, I will praise your name forever and ever. It is a response, it is a result of seeing the Lord. Because we are able to see him, we're able to experience him and his presence, we then respond by glorification. Another way of being spiritually mute is unable to share God with others. Because if I do not see God before my eyes, how is it that I can share him with anyone? If I do not experience the love of God, then how is it that I can share his love? Maybe I can share some knowledge of him. Maybe I have some rudimentary understanding and knowledge of God, but do I really have a depth, a depth of love for God? How can I share this love that I have if I do not have it? In Mark chapter 7, um, Christ heals this person who was mute. And, and, and it says, immediately his ears were opened and the impediment of his tongue was loosed and he spoke plainly. Then he commanded them that they should tell no one. But the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed it. This person who felt like they were healed by God, who knew the love of God for them, they could not but, but speak. They could not stay quiet anymore. They had to speak and proclaim what it is that God had done for them in their life. Similarly with us, when we see the work of God in our life, then not only do we glorify God, but we want to share this experience with other people. We want to proclaim it to others out of joy, like the Samaritan woman or like this person who was mute, that we cannot contain it because it is something so powerful and so strong in us. The third type of spiritual muteness is a person who then is unable to teach the truth. Because I do not have the truth or I understand the truth or see the truth because I'm spiritually blind, I'm unable to teach it to others. And I come with very poor 
um, wisdom, very, very limited wisdom and understanding. And how is it that I can do good in the world? How is it that I can teach other people what is the truth, give them guidance, give them my experience, when I myself have a very limited experience, have a very limited concept of what is true? Maybe when I speak, I speak in a self-serving way, or I speak in a harmful way. I speak only what improves my own life and not to what improves another person's life. I twist the truth so that the truth is only for, for like in a self-serving way, giving me what is it that I desire. I deceive. I am not speaking plainly because I do not see the truth before my eyes. In Romans 16, 18, it says, For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Someone who is a false teacher, someone who appears to be wise from the outside, as many people in our world who are considered experts in one field or the other are considered by the, the world to like, they look at them and they say, these people are the ones with the answers. These people are the ones that have all the answers to all of the important questions. But when we look at them, do we really find these answers? What kinds of answers do they provide? Are they life-giving answers? Are they really the answers that we need? A person who is um, spiritually healthy is able to see and is able to, to hear and is able to speak the truth with, with boldness about what is needed in this life. The last point I want to make about spiritual muteness is, uh, is a person who is spiritually mute is unable to grow in virtue. Because they are blind, they are enslaved by addictions and passions and they have no power to overcome them because they don't have the power of God working in them. They are unable to help others to overcome someone who is unable to heal themselves or unable to kind of control their own passions is unable also to help other people. We are unable to grow in virtue when we're spiritually mute. Sometimes people will try to overcome a passion, an addiction, a bad habit through their own strength by just trying really hard. But it is actually only through the work of God in us that we can overcome any kind of passion. The, the way that we overcome bad habits is through prayer. It's through asking God to come and to fix this problem for us, to give us the strength to overcome it, not simply just to try to grow on our own. So someone who doesn't see God before their eyes in spiritual blindness is unable to change, is unable to grow. In Galatians 5.1, it says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. If we consider ourselves to be in bondage without Christ, and yet when the Lord comes and heals us, he makes us to be free so that we are no longer in bondage to our own passions, to our own sins, to our own bad habits, and so on. So we spoke today about the Lord healing this man who was both blind and mute. And we spoke about how this is uh, parallel to spiritual blindness and spiritual muteness. Four kinds of spiritual blindness we talked about. The first was unable, unable to see the power of God unable to see the love of God, unable to see or know ourselves, and unable to see what is damaging our society as a whole. And as far as spiritual muteness, it's related to the spiritual blindness because when we are spiritually mute, we cannot work or speak in the world. We cannot take positive action in the world to interact with the world in a positive way. Four kinds of spiritual muteness we spoke about is um, number one, being unable to glorify God, being unable to share God with others, being unable to teach the truth, and finally being unable to grow in virtue. 
May God grant us that we would identify that if we have any spiritual blindness or muteness in us, that we will call out to Christ as all of those who were infirm and sick in the New Testament did when they heard that the Lord was coming so that he would come and he would put his hands on us and heal us from our blindness, our muteness, and that we would become spiritually healthy and be able to understand ourselves, understand the love of God, and be able to work and serve in the world through God's grace and glory be to God forever. Amen.